Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's great to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I, too, love the old songs about the blood. Amen. One of my favorite songs, this kind of may sound crazy to some of you, but it's the old rugged cross. Hallelujah. So it made a huge difference in my life was an old rugged cross. Amen. On Calvary's hill of sorrow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today, though. Amen. Appreciate the presence of the Lord that we feel here this morning. Amen. I don't believe we're wasting our time today. Amen. I believe that God has something for us. Amen. Amen. If you turn with me today to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Amen. We'll also go to 2 Peter chapter number 1. Amen. Don't normally take a text from two different places, but today's one of those days. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 18 says, but as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay for the son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. First Peter chapter 1, verse number 1, says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit. Unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Praise God. I am in First Peter. Praise the Lord. Second Peter is where I want to be. Hallelujah. I'm like, this ain't working out quite right. That's good, but it ain't what I wanted. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one. We'll take three texts today. Amen. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Praise God. For a little bit this morning, I want to preach on the promises of God. Amen. They are exceeding great and precious promises. Praise the Lord. Amen. Could you raise your hands? Ask God to have his way in this place today. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your touch, God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. God, we need your touch, need your help today, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And you may be.
be seated. In 2 Corinthians, we read here, the Apostle Paul writing to them, he had talked about coming to be with them, and it was not meant to be, was not able, and so there were some doubts that cropped up in people's minds about him, and so he was trying to reassure them that just because he wasn't able to come to them, that the promises of God were still yea and amen. Amen. That just because he, he had desired to be with them and couldn't make it did not take back what he had told them and what he had preached to them. And I'm telling you, he, he said, I want to tell you that all the promises of God in him, in Jesus Christ, are yea and in him, amen. Amen. If God makes a promise, there is no doubt in my mind that they will happen and they will come to pass because there's one thing that is impossible for God to do, and that is he cannot lie. Amen. If he said something in the word of God, you can take it to the bank and believe that it's going to happen. It's going to take place. Amen. Because his promises are yea and amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, he gave us great, exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. There's been times in my life when I've wanted to do something for somebody and I told them I was going to do it and I found out that I wasn't able to do it and I had to break that promise. But I'm telling you, every promise that God gave us, he is more than able to see through. He's more than able to take place. If he promised it, I promise you that he will perform it. He can perform it in your life because it is a promise from the one who cannot lie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's no doubt in my mind today that every one of us at one time or another has had somebody promise us something. Amen. That didn't happen. Praise God. And you get excited about it. And then the longer you go on, the, you start to realize, yeah, this is not going to happen. I was working in insurance sales for a while. And, hey, man, my boss, he had potentially... Amen. Now, he said he had it, but it was potentially. Amen. This huge contract. And uh, he was going to get, and it was all these nursing homes. And, and he told me that he said, I'll promise you. He said, you're going to make about $40,000 in about two months. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a pretty significant chunk of change in my life. And, man, I got pretty excited about it. I started thinking about what I was going to do with it. And you know what? He didn't get the contract. And I didn't get the $40,000. Praise God. It, it, just was a, it just was a dream that didn't happen. And, and, and it was disappointing. But that's just the way things go sometimes. Because he wasn't God. Amen. And things happen sometimes. And things you think you've got for certain, all of a sudden it blows up. And it's over with. But I'm telling you, God's not going to do that to you. Hallelujah. If he promised it, it's going to happen. Amen. It may not happen right now when you think it should happen, but if he promised it, it's going to take place. His time's not always our time, but if we keep our confidence and our trust in him, I promise you every promise will come to pass. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, if you haven't seen some happen, maybe you need to exercise your faith this morning and realize that it could happen right now, that his promise could take place in this house this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a little word that we read about over and over again in the scripture. I, I promise you, you all can take a deep breath and relax. I'm not going to try to cover every promise in the book today. 
Okay, I'm just going to just barely touch the promises of God today, but there's a few that I would like to bring out. There's a word in Scripture that we know of as simply shall. Praise God, shall. This word means in the second and third person, shall implies a, a promise, command, or determination. If you come work for me, you shall get paid. It's a promise. You come work, you spend the hours, you're going to get your wages. Amen. Well, I believe that when the word of God uses this word shall, it is implying a promise. And since the promises of God are yea and in him, amen, then we can discount on it going to take place. James chapter 5 and verse number 13 says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. I said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. That word save means to raise him up, means to heal him, and the Lord shall raise him up, shall raise him up, and if he have committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah, I tell you what, this is not a maybe, it's not a might happen, it's a promise written in the word of God. If you're sick, when you're anointed with oil, he shall, 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 shall. Hallelujah, he shall save the sick. He shall raise him up. And if he have any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah. You say, but why or how? Isaiah 53 and 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. It doesn't say we could be healed. Doesn't say we might be healed. It says we are healed. Hallelujah. I tell you what, doesn't matter what kind of physical ailment you brought in the house of God today. We serve a God that shall heal the sick. He has promised that if we're obedient to his word, he shall raise him up. It is a promise. It is a promise. Amen. The day of miracles is not past. The age of healing is not over. Hallelujah. I believe a lot of times the reason we walk out still sick is because we don't really believe what the word of God is stating in this scripture. He said, is there any sick? Let him call for the elders of church. They shall anoint him with oil. In the name of the Lord. And the prayer of doubt. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. 
Hallelujah. We believe and have faith in God. I believe that there is no sickness that God can't heal. I don't believe it's gone too far, no matter if they're breathing just at the very end of their days. I believe that God is able to raise them up even then. For a couple years, I pastored a little church down in southwest Missouri. Just before I went there, there was a lady that had gone to that church that was sick unto death. She was in the hospital. She was down to her last minutes, they said. And a, a man of God walked in there, anointed her with oil, and prayed over her the prayer of faith. A lady that was supposed to be dead that day or the next, uh, the next day was walking in Walmart shopping. And within a few days, she was back in church, prayed back through, living for God, and left us a month later. But I'm telling you what, that's the kind of God I serve. You might be down to your last breath, but as long as there's breath, he said, ye shall, he shall raise them up. I'm telling you, you've got to have faith in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was a little captive Israelite lady, girl, if you would, whose master got a grievous disease called leprosy. And she said, would to God, we were back in Israel where we could take him to the man of God because God would lift him up. Hey, man, to make a long story short, the king sent them a letter saying, hey, I'm sending this man to you to heal him. And the king of Israel ripped his clothes and said, what am I supposed to do? But there was a prophet that said, send him to me. And he wouldn't even come out and talk to him. He just said, go wash in the river Jordan, dip seven times, and you shall be clean. This man was mad. He was wroth because he was a mighty man of valor. And you want me to go dip in some muddy old river? And his servant said, man, if he'd asked you to do some great thing, you'd have done it, no problem. He said, how simple is it to go wash and be healed? And so this man went to the river. He dipped seven times. When he came back up, his flesh was as a baby's flesh. He was healed completely of his leprosy. You say, what's your point today? I'll tell you what, we ought to have the same type of boldness. Uh, when we reach somebody or we talk to somebody that has that kind of disease, we say, hey, I'll tell you what, you need to come to the house of God because we serve a God that is a healer. We serve a God that is the great physician. You get in the presence of God. Let the man of God anoint you with oil and God will heal you. Hallelujah, we better be bold in this hour because God is still a healer. It is a promise in the word of God. Woo. Hallelujah. He's a healer. Hallelujah. There was a time in the life of Paul when he was in need. Amen, and a gift was sent to him. Amen, a sweet-smelling and precious gift to him. Amen, anybody been there where you're in desperate need of want and out of nowhere a gift comes? Amen, it's happened to us so many times I can't name it. You see, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19 says, But my God shall supply all your need. 
according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God is our supplier. Hallelujah. He will supply our need. It doesn't supply, he's going to say that he's going to supply all your wants. All your dreams. But he will supply your needs. David said, I was young, now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. I'm telling you what, he never saw it, you'll never see it. If you're a child of God giving your all to him, he will supply your every need. You may not drive a brand new car, live in a brand new house, making a million dollars a year, but he'll supply your need. He's going to take care of you. He's not going to leave you destitute. He's not going to leave you begging for bread. But my God shall supply all your need. It may not even be a check in the mail. It may just be a job offer. And you got to go to work, but it supplies your need. Hallelujah. I tell you what, we just got to be sensitive when God moves. Uh, when you're praying for an answer, and all of a sudden a job opportunity comes. Well, I don't think that's the one God wants me to have. Well, hello. Let God supply your need. Woo. He shall. He shall. Psalm 37, verse number 1, says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down. Well, like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Amen. Thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Hallelujah. When we delight ourselves in the Lord. Hallelujah. He'll give us the desires of our heart. When we commit our way unto him and trust in him, he shall bring it to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. When our delight is in him, when our delight is in the Lord. When that is our number one thing that we delight ourselves in. When we live for Him and desire nothing more to be in His presence. When we're longing for Him and desiring Him and, and all the best place that we can ever be, the place that we find our joy and our happiness is in His presence. When we're delighting in Him. When we have the opportunity to be somewhere or with him, and we choose to be with him, delighting in him, delighting in his touch, delighting in his presence, delighting in communication with him, when he is the delight of our life, he shall give thee the desires of thine heart.
Praise God. Hallelujah. He's going to provide for you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to lift you up. He's going to protect you. I can't name the number of times that I have felt the protection of God. Sometimes keeping me from things and sometimes keeping me from myself. I say that very seriously. Hey Amen. Sometimes he's helped me keep my mouth shut. Amen. And protected me from doing myself harm. Well, hallelujah. This old mouth of mine can get carried away sometimes. Amen. I can say things that I immediately regret. But when we're delighting ourselves in him. Hallelujah. He's going to keep us from that. When our first thoughts are praising him rather than tearing something down. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's the word of God. His praise, whoop, there was that word again, wasn't it? Shall continually be in my mouth. Because why? Because I delight myself in him. Hallelujah. I love being around y'all. I love fellowshipping with people, with friends. But I'm telling you, I delight myself in him. There's nothing like being in his presence. There's nothing like being in his touch. There's nothing like having his arms around me. There's nothing like feeling like I'm in his hands. Hallelujah. I delight myself in him. Hallelujah, the whole world can be crashing down around you. Your dreams vanish and you can still delight yourself in the Lord. Mm, hallelujah. 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 We already read it in James chapter 5. The last thing in that verse we read was that if you have any sin, that they shall be forgiven. Praise God. I'm telling you what, he is a forgiver of sin. Oftentimes we get to thinking about how bad we are and how far we've gone. But I'm telling you, he's still the forgiver. First John chapter 1 and verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. It don't matter how long we've lived in it. Don't matter how bad it's been. Doesn't matter if we've come to him and left and gone somewhere else. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, if we confess our sins, Amen. You keep it buried and hidden somewhere down inside. It may not happen. It will not happen. But if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sin. David said it this way. He said, I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. 
It's absolutely necessary if you want to be forgiven that you've got to own up to your sin. Amen. Sometimes with my kids, something will happen. Hey, man, I'll say, did you do it? Huh? Not me. Did you do it? Nope. Now look at little guy. No. It's like, well, one of y'all's lying. <laughs> and you got to work it out of them. Finally, one of them will admit it. Now, Trey, he, he ain't got no problem owning up to it usually. Did you hit her? Yeah. Then, usually, she pinched me. So we got two of you. But I'll tell you what, oftentimes we, oh, we like to justify our actions. We like to say that, you know, it's because this person did this that I did this. It's because the way I was raised that I've done this way. It's because I've lived this way. I'm telling you what, there comes a point in time where we just got to confess our sin. We've just got to acknowledge our transgressions. Amen. We can't blame it on the way we was raised. We can't blame it on our forefathers. We, we can't blame it on our brothers and sisters. We can't blame it on our friends. We can't blame it on anybody. We got to say, you know what? Yeah, they were with me, but I did it. I confess I'm the one that messed up. Yeah, there was peer pressure involved, but still, I had to make a choice to do it. And I acknowledge my transgression. And I'm telling you, if we come to him with that humbleness of spirit, saying, oh, I messed up, God. I confess my fault. I confess my sin. I'll tell you, he is faithful and just to forgive us. And to cleanse us. Hallelujah. 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 We've got to confess it. Amen. We've got to admit it. Hallelujah. You know, there were times in my upbringing, amen, where I did some things that I know I shouldn't have done, and I had to live with it, and eventually it come out and had to confess it. And I'm telling you, it was rough during the confession. Praise God. And the aftermath got a little rougher sometimes. But I'll tell you, once it was done, the burden lifted that I was walking under. Well, praise God. There was a time that I got in trouble. We had a church school. Praise God. I was asked to stay home a few times. Amen, involuntarily. And one of those times got in trouble, I emphatically denied what I did. Looked to my pastor right in the face that I didn't do it. He didn't believe me because I still got suspended. And that ate at me for a long time. And finally one day I went to him and said, I need to talk to you. Went in his office and said, Pastor, I got to confess to you that I lied to you. 
And he come walking around the desk, put his arm around me. We had a little time of prayer together. I walked out feeling like a million dollars because I had carried that for a long time. Hallelujah. I had to go and confess it. I had to go make it right. Amen. I, I couldn't stand walking under that burden any longer. And I'm telling you, there's no point today. If you're living under a burden of sin, there's no reason to leave this place still carrying that burden. Because he said, if you'll confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He said, your sins shall be forgiven. Hallelujah. This is an archaic doctrine, I guess, but it's still absolutely necessary if we're going to make it. Hallelujah. We've got to confess our sin. And he's promised that if we will, he'll forgive us. He'll forgive us. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37, amen, Peter had just preached a Holy Ghost anointed message. And these, these folks, it says, when they were... Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart <clears throat> and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what, what shall we do? They were convicted. They were stirred. They realized they had messed up. They wanted to know what they had to do. Then Peter said unto them, repent, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you. Which promise is that? The promise of the Holy Ghost. The promise of salvation is unto you and to your children. And to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I don't believe there's one person here today that God is not calling for you. He's got a promise for you if you want it. And with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. In the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. The Bible said that if you repent, amen, I just talked about repenting. If you repent, confess those sins, repent, not to go back to it, but to turn away from it. If you repent, if you'll submit yourself to being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, those sins will be washed away and you shall, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you today that I believe that that is the greatest miracle that we could ever receive. Hallelujah, I love to talk about folks being healed, but I'm telling you, salvation is still the greatest miracle, and it's a promise to everyone who will come. Hallelujah. In John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus said, and I will pray the Father, 
And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall, shall, shall be in you. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He said, I'm here right now. You can see my body, but the spirit that dwells in this body will dwell in you. I'll send another comforter. I'm not leaving you comfortless. I will come to you. Hallelujah, I tell you what, it was probably exciting to be there with that body, to be there with Jesus, but I'm telling you to actually have that spirit dwelling inside of us. Hallelujah, it's far greater than rubbing shoulders with Jesus, but to have his spirit dwelling inside of us. Hallelujah, that's the promise. That's the promise to every one of us. He will come to you. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, Jesus talking to his disciples said, But you shall receive power. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He said, I'll give you power. Power to be a witness. Power to walk right. Power to talk right. Power to overcome. Power to live apart from sin. Power through the Holy Ghost. You shall. It's a promise. And he went on to say, and, well, it's actually in the verse, the, the, the book goes on, the writer Luke, or writer Luke of the book of Acts, continued writing in verse number nine, and said, and when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up in a cloud, received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, hey man, I don't know about you, but if Pastor Reagan all of a sudden just rose up and disappeared, I think we'd all be staring, wondering, what in the world? And then he, here he was talking to them, all of a sudden. And they looked steadfastly toward heaven. They never expected that. As he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? What are you looking for? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven, shall. So come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. There's coming a day when he shall, he shall, he shall, he shall come. Hallelujah. And those that have been obedient unto him and they have lived for him, they, they've walked with him, they're filled with the Holy Ghost, they're, they're going to meet him in the air. And so shall they ever be with the Lord. I'll tell you what, there's coming a day when he's going to come for a triumphant church and I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of that church. 
Hallelujah. In case you think I'm just making that up, you can turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Shall descend from heaven with a shout. Uh, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Uh, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah, it's a comfort to know that yea, we may face some things down here, but there's coming a day There's coming a day in Revelation chapter 21 and verse number four, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Amen, them tears you're shedding in the midnight hour. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. They're gone, they're done with. There won't be tears, there won't be pain, there won't be sickness, there won't be sorrow. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen. They're not made up. They are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. Woo. Hallelujah. He that overcometh shall shall, shall inherit all things. I'll be his God and he shall be my son. I don't know about you, but I want to be an overcomer. I want to be a son of the most high God. I want to be his child. I don't want to be a downer on what we're feeling right now, but there's another promise he makes in the next verse. He said, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part 
in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We have a choice to make today. Amen. We can be with him. We can be with him. And he can be our God. And we shall be his son. Or we can go another direction and have our part in the lake that burneth with fire. I would rather be in a place where there are no tears, where there is no death, where there is no sorrow, where there is no crying, no pain, no hurt, but all is peace and joy throughout eternity. I want to be the overcomer that inherits that. Amen. We have a reward. If we live for him, we've got a reward. If we partake of the promise of God, we shall be his children. Promises of God are yea, and in him, amen, they are exceeding great and precious. Exceeding great and precious. If you need healing today, Amen. He's the healer. He's a healer of this body. He's a healer of the mind. He's a healer of our emotion. Amen. He can bind the wounds of the broken heart. Man cannot fix the broken heart. But I'm telling you, God can fix a broken heart. He is a healer. He's a healer of our spirit, our soul, our mind. It will come to him. He's our provider. He's going to provide our need. We read in the book. It's a promise. Amen. If we delight ourselves in him, he shall give us the desires of our hearts. Amen. If we have committed any sin, he shall forgive them. If we confess our sin. Hallelujah. If we repent. If we repent. We're baptized with him. Buried in the name of Jesus Christ. In baptism. He promised that he would fill us with his spirit. He promised that he would fill us with his spirit. Which was not another, but he said, I, I'll come to you. I've been with you. I'm going to be in you. And then he said, there'll come a day when the trump of God shall sound. And we're going to gather together in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. In that like manner that he rose up, that angel said he shall come again just like he left. I want to tell you, Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah, Jesus is coming soon. Amen. He's coming for a bride that has made herself ready. 
He's coming for a bride that has made herself ready. Amen. That is dressed in the wedding garment. Ready? Amen. To greet his appearing. Hallelujah. You'd stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. I have one question for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to partake of the promise of God? Are you ready to seek Him? Are you ready? If you've got sin in your life, I beg you, don't walk out here without finding a place to repent. Amen. If you can find it somewhere inside of you, amen, to confess your sin, I'll tell you, you'll walk out of here a different person. He shall. He shall. He shall. It's a promise of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're one of his children, there's a day when he's going to come and take us home. Amen. That old song says, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. Can't feel at home in this world anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. If you can't sing that song this morning, why don't you come to this old-fashioned altar and begin to seek the face of God? Why don't you come and repent? Amen. And let him fill you with his spirit. Amen. If you're in need of healing today, I tell you, you can find healing at this altar. Amen. He can come down and bind those wounds. He can touch your body. He can heal you today. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a promise. It's a promise. And his promises are yea. And amen. Hallelujah. This altar's open. If you'd like to come and talk to the Lord. Amen. I believe that every one of us has something. Amen. That we can bring to this altar. Amen. We can come and throw our hands up and thank him for the promises that we've already had. For the promises he's already fulfilled. I'm telling you, if you need him, won't you come and seek him? Won't you come and talk to him? Won't you come and delight yourself in him? Hallelujah. Oh, won't you talk to him? away Amen There won't be those gloomy sad days anymore The tears aren't going to dim your eyes But all will be peace forevermore Hallelujah It's a promise It's a promise 